Mark Hudspeth is the new head football coach of Austin P. State University. Coach Hudspeth chats with Charlie Kuhn and Katie Gamble about moving to Clarksville to take over a football team that is starting to make national attention. Coach also talks about how he motivates his players and what fans can expect from the governor's football team this year. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. So we always like to start these with kind of an icebreaker. Okay. And Charlie spends a lot of time coming up with a question that has nothing to do with pretty much anything. And I don't even know what the question is. That's correct. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, so today, you didn't say mustache. Oh, it's the name of the name of it is in honor of Charlie's mustache. Okay. Charlie must ask you a question. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh yeah. So it, it is sports related, and and I thought about this last night as as I was watching television. But you know, you've seen a lot of great college athletes go pro, and I know we can't talk about um, college athletes maybe on other teams. But the question I have for you is, tell me one football player in the history of football that you would love to have coached? Oh, that's a good Ooh, question, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, that's a great question. I would say probably some of my childhood heroes growing up, whether it be yeah. Walter Payton, yeah. uh, Joe Montana, uh, some of those guys. Um, and I was a you know big NFL fan back in the late 70s, all through the 80s yeah. and 90s. And now uh, I don't get to really follow pro football very much yeah. because Sundays is such a big work day for college coaches. You don't get to watch NFL games. Are you uh, watching like the review videos and all that kind of so stuff? So Saturday we go back and we're grading our previous game we played the night before uh -huh. and then starting right away on our next opponent. So we never get to watch any NFL games ever. And and when I get on late on Sunday night, I'll try to catch maybe some highlights just a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. But far as enjoying a full game, I haven't watched a full NFL game in 15 years. Oh, wow. That's just maybe the Super Bowl after our regular, yeah. after our yeah. seasons are over. I'm saying I haven't watched a game when the college season is going on uh, because we can on Sundays. It's such a big day. What about like going to like a Thursday night game or something? You can't just, we we practice on Thursdays mm -hmm. and we're watching the practice film Thursday night. Gotcha. Still and you have a Thursday game. night game this year? We do. We moved our first game to Thursday. So that that's going to be exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. I love a good college football at night. I love a game like that. Well, it's going to be a, a good deal for us because, one, that's Labor Day weekend. And so, obviously, oh. uh, every, everybody will still be on campus. The students are not going to be released because, you know, that's a weekend. It's a, it's a, a weekend where the students wouldn't be on campus. Yeah. And so now, not maybe not Labor Day. What is that? that it's was, Labor Day. Be, yeah, that'd be Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. So, so now we'll have all the student body there. It's a Thursday. Is it the Thursday after Labor Day or before? It's the Thursday before. Okay. And so now everybody will be there. Will be the only game in the state, college game in the state on that Thursday. Yeah. Oh, and so we'll get all the uh, North Carolina Central. Okay. And so we'll get all the media from all the surrounding cities in Clarksville there. So it will get way more attention. It'd be a great way to showcase our program. And then by doing that, that allowed me to have nine days to prepare for our next opponent uh, the next week. So a lot, lot of reasons we yeah. moved it up. I've really enjoyed, because we've been going to the games for a long time. Uh, I've really enjoyed that first game. It's the community has really rallied around that football program of late. And I, it's so for those boys to have the stands full, that has got to be motivating to them. 
Well, I, th I think it is for, for any program. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. And that's it, that's important, you know, in just part because you got recruits coming. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to give recruits a reason to want to come to your school. And so when they come to your your stadium and they see a, a, a nice facility and they see a packed house and enthusiastic crowd and your team is playing well, then that's a good reason yeah. to come. You come, they come and it's an empty stadium is you know a little, it's not a, a lot of excitement no no question so mm -hmm. we're trying to build a program to where it's sold out every year and you know be honest with you hopefully one one day you know you'll be talking about stadium expansion yeah, yeah. and you know last year they sold out uh the uh, tennessee state game and turn over 2,500 people away. So if you can do that regularly, then obviously the demand is there yeah. to enlarge the stadium yeah. because you're losing revenue if you're turning that many people away a game. You know what I think would be really cool for this specific game? You know, one, we need people, citizens and, and just football lovers to come out and tailgate because the tailgate situation has really grown yeah. in, in that main parking lot. But you need to put in for some media credentials and we can go do a Facebook Live that day. He'll do from anything the field, to get on the field. Yeah, from the go. field and promote it pre-game. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. Like we do. Because that's uh, I'm so put that on notes. your notepad. Okay. We probably don't have to go through the whole credential thing. Well, we I mean, we, we need to be appropriate. We know him. You, you, yeah. Yeah, you probably know somebody can get you on yeah, the side. Yeah. But, but that would be fun because we do some Facebook Live stuff from um, from some different events yeah. just to kind of build build the hype. So I think it Well, the key on that is to be, if we're going to truly market it, and he I, Coach Hespeth has a marketing mind, is we need to go a few days before when they're practicing and do it to promote come to the game. Because right. by the, the, that day down there, it's a little too late to let everybody know come to the game. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. That's how it's happening, right? That's right. Great, that great idea. And then we can do it from the suite. So FNM Bank has a suite. Right. And Five Star Radio, we Five Star Media Group has a suite. Yeah, we have a suite. Wow, that's great. Do you still have your offices up in the suites? We do for now. Which suite are you using for an office? I think I'm using FNM Bank, I think. Hey, first class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shameless plug. So you talk about and see, I I never really thought about, and I don't know why. I guess because I don't, I'm not into that whole football world about all the extra work that goes into. I just, oh, you go out to the field and practice. I didn't think about watching the videos all day Sunday and coming home and watching the videos. So during that whole fall time frame, that's all you do. So what do you get to do to relax? You, you don't. It's it's uh, when we start our first practice this year will be August the first, first day that we really mm -hmm. start camp. We have four weeks of camp, and that's preseason camp where you practice in you know, some days twice a day, meetings all day, weight training with the guys, meetings with the guys, practice with the guys, meals with the guys, and start right back over. Uh, from that August 1st until the end of the last game, it's seven days a week. Not not one day off. Not not one day off. Wow. And so it's it's a pretty demanding four and a half, five months that you're away from your family because on Sundays, Sundays is really our lightest day. I allow, obviously, to give the coaches a chance to go to church with the families in the morning. We staff at one o'clock grade the film, which most of them grade the film before then, at night on their iPads. But then uh, we meet the rest of the day. Players come in. We go over the grades with the players, watch the game with the players, give out players of the game awards 
So mm-hmm. if you're the MVP, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, special teams, and you get you get plaques and awards for every game. For every game, okay. Special teams players, uh, uh, scout team players of the week mm-hmm. get get a, get recognized, get awards. Guys that graded 80% or better get awards. Wow. And then uh, they go work out, lift. Then they come back. We practice that night. It's from 7.30 to 9. We practice at night. Play, coaches come in, great to film. We're home by 11 on Sunday night. Coaches are back in next morning on Monday morning, Tuesday, Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Probably, probably get home probably 10 o'clock each night. And then Thursday, we get home early. The coaches probably get home by 7.30 on Thursday nights. Um, and then Friday, you either travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you practice first. So you're you, resting you while you're traveling. Traveling is the best part. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that's because you can put on your headphones for, you know, two hours. Yeah. Whether you're on the plane or the charter bus and, and return some phone calls, mm-hmm. uh, read a book. I mean, that's the only downtime you have as a coach is when you're traveling. So some of the things I heard you say, because a lot of times when I'm talking to my staff and trying to motivate them or get a point across, I'll use sports analogies because there's so much perseverance and determination and falling down and getting back up when you're talking about sports. Right. So you mentioned lunches and meals with players. What do you do to like kind of keep your players put motivated during that time? Well, for me, that 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 that's sort of my job. My I feel like, you know, my job being at the top, I'm I'm trying to motivate the staff, I'm trying to motivate the players uh, and everybody involved to keep them uh, performing at a high level. Coaches, you know, everybody. And I always tell them it's a little bit, you know, motivation sort of like shaving. You know, you have to do it every day or you sooner or later you sort of look like a bum. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Your team is <laughs> deflated. Really you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're, everybody gets deflated a little bit. So, you know, you, uh, you know, and it's tough if you're not having a great season, too. That that, that really takes a well, lot of motivation. It's the same thing in business. You might be going through a rough season. Through a rough season. And you got to keep right. your employees motivated. But you know what? You know, if you love of the game you you understand the challenges come with the game if it was easy every team would go 12 and 0 and win the national championship yeah. every year it's not easy there's so many factors that go into being successful recruiting or uh, did you have injuries throughout the mm-hmm. year did you stay healthy sometimes your schedule is more difficult with some of the road games compared to the home games uh, any type of things that uh, there's so many things that affect and sometimes you just got to get lucky uh, sometimes does a ball bounce your way right you know, I call those in my business we got a kiss today yeah. <laughs> like we weren't that, expecting that's right mm-hmm. and so all those factors go into having a great you can be really good and ball not really bounce your way once or twice have a couple of injuries and he really doesn't show how how good your team really is when you maybe finish six and six and you were five points away from winning three more games and then you had a key injury that may have hurt you later on so uh, a lot of times you show me factors that go into having a great season so you you handle how many how many players do you have we have 120 so you have 120 players you have your staff and you have um, life situations mm-hmm. that get in the way we that's aside from just playing football. Yeah, you know, you don't even think about this. You know, you're getting ready to play a big game, and the night before, your starting quarterback's girlfriend broke up with you. Yeah. So it's just, and then your your number one receiver uh, had a bad week academically. He had to study for exams all week. He had three exams that week. He's sort of mentally tired. Uh, then another player's mom is in the hospital with bad health. 
you know, it's just out of 120 players, it's always issues like yeah. that, life issues, like you said, that you have to manage. And but you know what? Uh, that's the challenge of it, and that's uh, uh, that's just part of it. Whether you're leading a CEO of a business or, or a football team. Yeah. Well, I think that's when you have to kind of uh, manage softly and individually because um, when people are going through that they need to know that you understand that's that right. too that and they need to know you care you know and that saying? you've been there that's right because we've all been there and that's, that's what I tell our players all the time there's nothing that they can go through that I haven't already been mm -hmm. through myself uh, in this because I played out and matter of fact I wasn't even a scholarship player in my first three years in college so for all our walk-on players I can relate to them. Because yeah, that's I was a, a nice story player. to tell, too, mm -hmm. because... And I worked hard to earn a scholarship. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, earned it through the hard work and perseverance. Because there's so many players that come out, and after a year, uh, they, they give it up because they're not starting. Well, I didn't start until my junior year. Yeah. Uh, I was the eighth team quarterback when I went to college, eighth <laughs> team. But over the next five years, two graduated, two kick, got kicked off the team, two flunked out. I just became the starter because I hung around, kept working yeah. hard. Right, worked hard, harder hard, than the And had perseverance. I think that it's wonderful that you're willing to pull back the curtain and let people see you, that the t players see your hardship. Because it's one thing to tell somebody a story about somebody who failed and succeeded and, you know, failed three times. Mm -hmm. and But to actually, they look up to you. And to actually go, okay, I've been there. You know, I was eighth string quarterback. Or is that, did I say that right? Yep. And uh, I did it. So you may feel a little defeated right now because you're on the sidelines, but you're a freshman. Just wait. That's right. You keep, know? keep working hard, stay the course. Keep that's it. that's life, though. About keep chopping wood. Yeah. yeah. That's how life is, though. Don't we all get knocked down every now and then? We do. So, whatever path we're on every now and then, you might hit a pothole. That's right. <laughs> so, so. You've been in coaching a long time. Who is your coaching mentor or somebody that you you watched and said, man, I need – or do you have multiple people? Now, I've got a couple of mentors. Uh, the main one would be a, a coach named Steve Campbell. He's the head coach right now at University of South Alabama. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, he was my college coach, and then I coached for him uh, when he was a head coach at one point. We won a national championship together, but he was—he's always been sort of my mentor and uh, someone I really looked up to. Believe in a lot of his philosophies, and then I've—I've I've, you know—I've taken a little bit from every coach I've ever worked with and learned from. Mm -hmm. And um, some uh, of it, you learn what you don't want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's some things you learn. You know what? When I get my chance, you know, I'm not going to do it that way. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's a bad way, just not what you believe in. You know, and then, then obviously, uh, you take a little bit from every every stop. You learn from every place. You grow from every place, and you never become. Once you think you've learned it all, then you sort of lost. Yeah. Right. Because you're learning every stop. No matter how seasoned or how old you get. No question. Because the game is always evolving, just like just like I'm sure this industry is oh, always yeah. evolving. And so you've got to evolve with it. Uh, and we always are trying to be a little bit of outside-the-box thinkers because we sort of want to be the trendsetters. Instead of following the trend, we'd like to set some trends. Yeah. You need to be innovators and look, okay, where's the game? Or where's mm -hmm. the, and for you, it's not just about what happens on the field. It's the whole experience of That's it right. all. So where's what, what are the trends? Where is it going what are we going to be at five years from now and how can we be that's the exactly leaders? right and that's like my vision for this program is you know 
I see this community, this is a big community and we're in a big population base with this community and you got a city like Nashville right next door. Um, you know, there's no reason this can't be a consistent winning program each year. Mm -hmm. And because um, we got, a, a, I think, a really good recruiting area here in the southeast. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it takes a commitment, though, and it takes resources now to have a, a championship right. football program. And you look at the top two programs in the nation, Alabama and Clemson, they also have the top two budgets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's not any teams up there that are poor. That's interesting. Poor football teams don't win. And they just don't. And they might every once in a while have a flash in the pan season. But poor football teams don't win consistently. When you give your players the resources to be successful and uh, and you match their you match the goals of the program, mm -hmm. the goals of the community that they have for their football program, you match the commitment level, then you're going to win a championship. If you don't match the commitment level to the goals, you got to do one of two things. You got to either raise the commitment level or you got to lower the goals. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that's the thing that we've got to have here, though, is we've got to have more resources to give our players opportunities to be on a level playing field with the other programs that we're competing against and we're making strides yeah. i think the stadium renovation was the first big stride mm -hmm. but if you think about it that's sort of for the fans Mm -hmm. The players don't get to sit in yeah. the skybox. But it's kind of like which comes level. first, the, the chicken yeah. or the egg. So you yeah. got to build a stadium so that people come to bring money. I mean, it's just. Yeah, but are they going to come if you don't win? So, you know Good what I'm saying? Point. So there's a little give and take mm -hmm. either way. So our players don't get to enjoy the club level or the skyboxes, you know. And so obviously some of our players' facilities are subpar. So once we can improve those, um, that's even going to help even more. And so we've got some really good areas that we have right now. And then we've got some areas that obviously need improvement. And that will hopefully come. Uh, and that's going to come with the, with the university and especially the community, the alumni, the fan base. Mm -hmm. Saying, we want to make Austin P big time. We yeah. want this to be our program. I don't envision this to be, hey, Austin P. That's our good old little local team over mm -hmm. there. That's not why I'm here. Yeah, uh, I want Austin P. to be the program in this area that everybody supports Austin P. and they're proud that they have a Division One program right here in their backyard. And uh, if we all, if we all, you know all pull together and do it, it can be done. So you mentioned two times this morning, you've used the word community. Okay, you know, we have a big community. I think we have a great community. I agree. But what was your draw? What? Tell me a couple of things that as you were looking at this job and they were talking to you, what, what made you decide, man, Clarksville's where I want to be? I had some other opportunities to go some other places to be a head coach. Was not interested, though, in the destination cities or the communities that some of the universities were in. When this opportunity presented itself to, to me, I, me and my wife have been coming to Nashville for 10, 10 to 12 years. Mm -hmm. um, so we were real familiar with the area. We come probably three three times a year, extended vacation. So we knew this area, loved the area, um, had, had was familiar with Austin P. Uh, not completely, but a little bit, and uh, felt like this was a program that I could put my stamp on, come in and, and develop it, grow it. And it's, it really had turned the corner a little bit and made some strides. I thought Coach Healy really laid a good foundation. Mm -hmm. And now, actually, we want to take it now, though, and become a consistent winner. Mm 
And but that's going to take uh, teamwork by everybody. The head coach, you can't just change out the head coach's uh, name tag on the front door every few years and think you're going to get better. It, it comes from the community, the fans, the alumni saying, we want to make this better and resources makes it better. Yeah, I've been I've been associated with Austin P in one way or another since Did 19- you graduate from Austin P? I did. I mm-hmm. did. Since 19- He's an alumni, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. we know it's the first one. Mm-hmm. Rock on. Hey, so I've been over there since 86 in one form or another and I've seen highs and lows and you know, just kind of even when the football program just kind of went away. Right, right. So for me, it's extremely exciting to see what's going on over there, and and to see you be visible in the community and get out and touch people. Because right. I, I think that's important, and in, in your engagement with Fort Campbell, yep. some of the things you're doing there. I mean, we've got we've got a great community and people that want a reason to support you right. and the university so let's give it to them i think that's what you're doing we're trying and i really believe that that it could be something special here that that and once we start playing those playoff games on national tv on espn that's a three-hour commercial for yeah. clarksville yes, that's a three-hour you couldn't afford to pay for, uh-huh. for that type of advertising mm-hmm. and so uh it really uh the thing that we really changed the culture at louisiana lafayette uh is you know we got that exposure for the university enrollment went through the ceiling we started winning all the bowl games postseason enrollment goes through the ceiling it keeps growing money starts coming in you get more money build better facilities attract a better player win more games win mm-hmm. more games get more money build better facilities, attract better players, win more games. It just keeps going full. It does. Mm -hmm. And attracting just students. And we're already a fast-growing university. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we have to get out there and we have to be proud of that and promote ourselves and market our, our university and continue striving to be the best we can be every day. I feel like in the past that Clarksville and Austin P for that matter, it's kind of like this hidden gem secret. Like nobody really knew mm-hmm. what it was. I remember when I first got the call, hey, do you want to go to Clarksville? I'm like, where? Right. Right. It's always kind of been a secret, but I feel like we're on the verge of really both Austin P and Clarksville breaking through to something. And that's and, the thing you just mentioned is let's don't hold it a secret. That's right. Let's share it with the world what we have here. Mm-hmm. And it's an incredible quality of life in this community mm-hmm. for families. Uh, for students, and we've got a beautiful campus, great leadership with Dr. White and Gerald Harrison. So we've got, we've got something special. We just need to get it out there. One thing that I will say about this community, and you're not from here. I moved here in 07. You graduated Austin P. The thing about this community, it is open. This community, the people in this community are very embracing of new people. And you don't always kind of find that. Right. It's kind of a unique feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, we've noticed that too mm-hmm. with our family. Everybody has been, you know, very uh, outreaching and making us feel welcome. And, and like I said, we just enjoy getting out in the community where there's a lot of great places to eat, a lot of great parks, a lot of great things to do for the kids. And mm-hmm. so it's a win-win. You know, when I look at him, I, I've got this question I've got to ask him, which is kind oh, of off topic. Hey, just I'm sorry ahead of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't no, know. Okay. I have no idea no where idea he's going, going with you. Okay. No, it's really, it's really simple. It's, okay. I've never embarrassed either one of you okay. intentionally. Uh, but when you look at his physique, I mean, he's he's a well-built man, right? 
He takes care and of himself. So, I mean, he looks like he could play ball right but now. But he's got to. How could he go tell these yeah. players to take care of himself and him not? No, I agree. No, you, I, and, you know, that's another thing, too. I can't ask those guys to work out the way we work out and to me be 300 pounds spitting yeah. tobacco. Eating cheeseburger at Johnny's yeah. Big Burger and, every and day. And hey, making hey. them run harder. Yeah. He's on cheeseburger. So I'm going to go ahead and ask my question now. <laughs> okay. Mind. So <laughs> Katie always gives me a little, little jump. It's easy. It's easy. So, so, but you're very fit. And in your in your attitude, you know, you're a um, you're out there guy. And I could see you doing a couple different things other than being a football coach. I could see you being a wrestler with Crimson. I could I could see you doing that. Do you know Crimson? Uh, tried we to need wrestling. to introduce you. He's okay. a great but, guy. But okay. I could see you being a wrestler, and I could also see you being some type of commander in the army or, you know, or well if i wasn't probably in coaching i might would be in some type of military i, I love that, that that part of it yeah yeah i think you i see you kind of being in leadership anyway oh yeah, yeah. for sure but i i can just see him you know he's just an out front guy so what's the and question so, that was kind of it what would you what would you do <laughs> what would you do if you if you were not coaching football what what do you think you would would do or would have done? well right now if i went to coach football i'd be at the beach in my boat and uh that's what i would be doing if I wasn't coaching football well, there's at this point in my career. But, you know, I love it so much. I just don't, yeah. you know, uh, that's what I, I enjoy. Coach. That's my hobbies. I, I play golf if I have to for an alumni outing or things mm -hmm. like that. But that's not what I'm going to do in my free time. Yeah. You're going to be boating. If I do get free time, it's going to be boating. Uh, but uh, my hobbies are football. Yeah. So, and, and I would say if I have a hobby, it's working out each day at lunch. But far as my hobbies are football, watching football, uh, being up there early in the morning, uh, coming up, the, trying to come up with a plan for our team, not just not just on the field. That's the smallest thing we do. It's recruiting. It's fundraising. It's off-season program. It's academics, um, community involvement, community service. There's just so many things you got to do to have a Division One program. Hiring staffers, mm -hmm. training staffers, teaching leadership to your players. Every day, what can you do to make your program a little bit better when yeah. you leave? Commitment. Do you have like a hidden talent that nobody would know about? Like you sing opera or something? No, I'll say this. The only talent I have, it's not, I don't know if it's a talent, but I, I, a lot of people throw this at me because they know it, is I, I, I can bench press a lot. That doesn't surprise well, me. Well, you know, well. a lot yeah. to me and a lot to yeah. you is a lot different. So what? I, I can, well, my claim to fame, which I, it's not, a, I'm not, I'm not saying this is very impressive to say the least, but I can do 225, 26 times. Oh my word! Well, that that if you watch the NFL Combine, that's better than there are guys that that's probably train. better than 50 or 60 percent of the guys in NFL Combine. Wow. And I just do a lot because that's one thing I enjoy. Yeah. Is even I got a YouTube video of me doing it. Charlie, how much uh, can you bench press? What do you mean? I think I might, I think I might could do forty pounds. You know, it, we have we have obviously have different talents, Katie. But I, I wish but it I was something like I'd rather be. I was a great singer. I'd rather be something like that. I'm but not Unfortunately, either, it's not. His wife though, she's got a beautiful voice. That's what I've heard. Yeah, she mm -hmm. can. Yeah, that's what she I heard. She can throw down. Hey, speak, this made me think of that. My wife, when you said that. Okay. Yesterday, you did something, or this week, you did something pretty interesting, right? Did, did oh yeah, yesterday. I skydived yesterday. Uh and it was an incredible experience with the Golden Knights. Yeah. Uh we did it uh, at the airport here in yeah. Clarksville. First time for me. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Were you nervous? Were you scared? You know what? I wasn't nervous a month ago when I told him I'd do it, but the day when I woke up and it 
yeah. was the day was to day. do it. Oh, yeah. And then when the door opened. That was going to be the next question. Look it at got the, real. Yeah. It got real in a hurry. Did you lose your stomach when you kind of jumped out at first? No, I didn't lose my stomach, but I, I think I lost my mind. I was, what am I thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if y'all been to Disney. Everybody probably's been there and rode the rock and roll roller coaster. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, real fast, real yeah. it shoots crazy, you out fast, shoots yeah. you out. Uh, that's the merry-go-round compared yeah. to to yeah. what what this type of ride is. I, I got to do it two years ago. Yeah. Same, same situation and and but when when you're out of the plane course you don't have a choice once you're up there you're going out yeah but to me i didn't really feel like i was falling i, I didn't have that stomach uh pit and you know, yeah it was the initial the initial rush was probably the fall out of the plane when yeah. you realize that hey this is if we're not on a ride i'm just i'm yeah. going down yeah we're we're, we're free falling what made me think about it when you said tracy is that she's scheduled to do it as well, but I'm afraid the weather may get her tomorrow. Okay. But, um, I love uh, they asked it. me I love to do it. it, and I would love to do it. My corporate offices won't let me do it. They said it's too much liability. Uh, no, for real? Yeah. They will not allow you they to do it. Let me do it. It's probably your, safer than driving down Wilma Rudolph mm -hmm. Boulevard. That's your contract? Mm -hmm. Well, no, I don't have a contract, but they said, hey, you can't do it. We don't want you doing it. There's a liability wow. because they're using it to promote. They would use Five Star to kind of promote what they're doing yeah. and stuff. And so for that reason, they. Well, let me do I bought that. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's an amazing opportunity. I'm glad you yeah, had to do that. Amazing. I just took it as they want to keep me around. Yeah. Yeah, they just want to keep me around uh, longer. That's I'm okay, right. yeah. Oh, we want you here. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. They they made you feel really safe. They were, they were very professional. No doubt. They were big time. And so it was, uh, I really respect what the, what those guys do. It's yeah. amazing. Well, I really respect what you do, and I have really enjoyed this conversation. Absolutely. And I am really excited about fall football. Aren't you? I am. And so the first game on a is Thursday, right before the 29th, yeah, on a Thursday before Labor Day, we'll be one of the few. And they're still working right now. We're trying. It's a possibility this game may be televised on ESPN. Oh, that would be fabulous. And so we're working on some things like that. You know, we like you said, we got to get it out there uh, mm -hmm. about our university, about our community, yeah. and about what we're trying to do as a team. Um, you know, there's an old saying: if you want to go somewhere fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go together. And that's why we got to partner up this community with our fan base, our alumni. We got to pack that stadium yep. week in and week out because that makes a difference for uh, for our student athletes financially to be able to give them the resources it takes. You just wouldn't believe what all goes into a to be able to feed Division One players, to dress Division One players, to give them the, the practice equipment, the facilities, the weight rooms, the meeting rooms, the video equipment. It just, if you want to have a championship program, and when you do have a great program, just look look at what it does for other universities. So it would be like, okay, Clarksville, if you want to come to the game and have the high of experiencing a win, you need to support us off the field and everything else That's going right. on too. And be proud that you do. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I tell people, don't give to our program and to our university. Invest in our university yeah. because it'll come back to our community. It, it, we when I went to Louisiana Lafayette, Lafayette, Louisiana, I should say, in 2011, every billboard in town, every bar and restaurant, you walk in the door, there's LSU jersey, LSU flag, mm -hmm. Tiger stuff everywhere. You wouldn't even known that Louisiana Lafayette was even there in the city. Fast forward seven years later, every the Cajuns had taken over the whole town. It's raging Cajun jerseys, helmets, mm -hmm. banners everywhere in the community. We do need that spirit yep. here in Clarksville. I, yep. 
and that could that changes the culture and that's what we've got to do when we walk into bars and restaurants here and i've been personally taking some things out you know putting up giving them a helmet to mm -hmm. put up above the bar you know you see the austin p helmet you sort of you sort of like a like a dog sort of marking your territory mm -hmm. a little yeah. bit. you know what i'm can saying can i have an austin p helmet from my office yeah absolutely i will bring I personally love to have bring one. one i would love to have one you'll have one here in the next three or four weeks ah thank you okay yeah what I had to ask, you know. I, I don't blame you. But that, that's that's critical, and because uh, we want this to be Austin Peay's town, not not just a yeah. little local team that everybody sort of knows about. Mm -hmm. uh -uh, we want to be a championship program, but we can't do it alone. Uh, we we got to do it together, and that makes it even more fun when you yeah. do do it together because everybody feels a part of it. Well, and it's infectious. There's a core group of people who have always supported Austin P and will always. We need some of the people who are moving into the community and who have new exposure to it, who are opening new businesses mm -hmm. to get out there. And from a branding community standpoint, I would suggest to a business that the more you support a community, the more it says you care about your community, and people want to do business with people that care. That's right. And you, you know, you got all the students here are buying from this community. Right. But then we have a lot of people in this community sending their big checks to UT and Knoxville yeah. or wherever else. When if you didn't send them that one year in UT, they probably wouldn't even know you didn't send it. It'd be like, did they send their check? I don't know. We have so much money, it don't really matter. Yeah. Where if they supported Austin P like they do some of the other universities then it would change the game yes yeah, that's, that's a good point mm -hmm. and, and see the you know, the students here the faculty and the students here eleven thousand strong are buying and purchasing and spending here in this community and just imagine what would happen if everybody gave back to the university um, it would it'd be a game changer i think the ball's rolling in that direction uh, I think President White has done an amazing job of changing the culture and the community perception sometimes of Austin It's headed in that direction. We just got to we just got to keep going and That's expand right. it. That's right. So, well, I appreciate you coming and joining us today. Thanks Hope you'll come back. Anytime. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. I've got all the games on my calendar. Good. I saved the date yep. as soon as the calendar comes out. Just let us know what we can do to help you in the future. You got it. All right. Come see us. Go Govs. Clarksville's Conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.